Hello, 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 hello. Right, hello. Welcome to the Big Pezza podcast. I'm your host, Big Pezza. And today we're going to be talking about, that's right, um, well, as you can see from the title, or if you didn't see it from the title, it is how I met the spicy 110 and some other stories as well at the end, as we normally do. So, to begin, how I met Spicy 110. Now, this goes back to 2012. So this is a almost 10 years old at this point, as we're in 2022, and we're actually not far off, I guess, the date for it, um, for when we, uh, when Spicy held the first, as far as I'm aware, the first motovlogger meet in the United Kingdom. It possibly might be the first YouTuber motorbike meetup um, ever, actually. Like, the first YouTuber one. I know we've had, there's, like, events and stuff that motorbikers meet at, like the South End Shakedown, um, uh, the uh, the Brighton Burn-Up, all that sort of thing. Um, the Ace Cafe Reunion, you know, all that sort of thing. So there is... You know, there has been meetups, but this is one of the first YouTuber. The thing that everyone had in common is everyone who came to that meet made videos and vlogged about it with a crappy camera taped to the side of their helmet or something. So at that point in 2012, I was technically a motor vlogger, as in I made videos and sometimes the videos were on a motorbike. But my YouTube channel at the time just made videos. It wasn't... Uh, motorbike dedicated just to motorbike stuff it was a mixture of things um so there was a bit of motorbike stuff there was a bit of other stuff as well and i had around 2000 subscribers actually around the same amount of subscribers i have about now if um as of date of recording i have just rolled over to 2000 subscribers on my big pezza channel which is quite an achievement considering that is a motorbike channel and it's at an even smaller market, which is the off-roading market. And the off-roading videos do not get any views at all. They are the worst sort of video to make for growing a channel. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Back in 2012, um, I technically was off work with a uh, non-motorbike-related accident. Non-motorbike-related I might save that for another day, but basically I was off work for about six to eight months. It was like six months off, uh, definitely, and then two months I was, I could do stuff. So in that two months, I could actually ride a bike again. So it was a good six months where I didn't actually ride a bike. Or when I did ride a bike, it was literally for 10, 20 minutes at a time. Um, but after that, I did actually recover enough so I could actually sit on a bike for a day. Although at the end of that day, I was very very sore um but yes i went so uh back in 2012 i wasn't riding so i spent a lot of my time playing a game called minecraft at the time it was 2012 was still minecraft was still in its infancy um so i was one of these youtube channels that started doing lots of minecraft videos and uh was very popular actually um uh, got somewhat popular i i i basically started a server um and uh people joined uh random people and some motor vloggers joined because of course the uh my channel was motorbike oriented but just video oriented so i was doing 
bit of video games, bit of motorbikes. It was just a, a mess. Uh, basically, my channel is, or was, it still is, the old channel is a mess of videos and not one particular subject. So I have separated them now. Um, but yes, at the time it was a mess, but it meant I had all walks of life come into the server. So I had a few motor vloggers playing, but one in particular called Inferno Razor. Um, we were building um, a together. And uh, one day he said, uh, there's a uh, guy called Spicy110, have you heard of him? And I I had, but not really, I had seen his videos, I believe, but wasn't, you know, anyway, he had posted saying he's doing a motorbike meetup and I hadn't seen the video, obviously, or something, but he said he's going to do a motorbike video. Do you want to meet us all down um, in Littlehampton, I think it was, um, and we're all going to ride down and meet up with him. And... Um, so I said, sure, why not? So I went down on my seat. At the time, I had a Honda CBR 600 R, and um, we rode down, met up with him, uh, met up with a few other bikers. Um, can't remember all their names, but the Crazy Mook, uh, Naked Rider, like all these YouTubers that do not upload videos anymore. Like they they disappeared. Like this is 10 years ago, so a lot of them still don't make, a lot of them don't make videos anymore or anything like that. So they've all, basically or they they still around and i you know still keep in contact with some of them but they don't make videos anymore or they don't find the time to or they you know they barely find the time to ride a bike let alone make videos on the bike so you know people move on i don't obviously well i've changed my style i guess but that's about it and now i make a podcast so i guess i do move on um Anyway, uh, met up with these people and we rode down and we met up with Spicy. Can't remember where we met now. It was in a Tesco's car park, the one that he features in a lot of his videos. We met there and then we rode to, I think, Portsdown Hill, hanged out there for a bit. Then from there to the beach and there was 22 bikes and 23 people. So one person was had a pillion, but all 22 people were motor vloggers. So you can probably go back and maybe find i mean a lot of the channels have been removed or the videos have gone but at the time spicy how many he didn't even have 5000 subscribers at that time um and he did the first ever motor vlogger meetup sort of thing and he was i guess he was surprised that 20 people came 20 people came that's quite a lot of people um they all came and uh, everyone you know we just had some you know i guess just chatting and stuff like that it wasn't there wasn't like any big like you know it's like oh you're so and so you know putting names to faces i guess you could say because some people didn't show their faces on camera still that sort of time you know a lot of people didn't show their face um so anyway yes uh went for a ride with spicy in 2012 um quite a largest for 22 bikes whatever it was all fine um yeah down in hailing island that was that was uh 2012 that's quite a long way well quite a long time ago and it's quite funny that it all happened just for me playing minecraft so the fact that i was playing minecraft i had an open invitation to other people to join a motor vlogger happened to join happened to mention to me that the motor vlogger meet's going to happen in portsmouth basically or just out just outside in hailing island area and all that so i thought okay that's that's you know i'll i can easily go down to that um went on my cbr 600 double r yeah it was, a, it was a fun day out on the bike and done a day's ride for a quite a long time so it was a bit of a test 
a bit of a test but yeah I, I did it all and um yeah that was a, a fun time and then i believe it was the year after um spicy did another meet and the meet was um same place um but the group was much larger it was about 40 plus bikes so it had more than it doubled and a bit some in the next time it was like 40 or 50 bikes and it was an insane amount of bikes um and that's when you had these people that weren't really motor vloggers so the first one was like purist motor vloggers only the second one was okay you've got some motor vloggers here and you've got some people that just here to wheelie on camera and stuff like that and there was a lot of um anti-social riding so um tesco's kicked us out the car park basically said, if you don't leave we're going to call the police basically um then we left we went to the the beach they did lots of wheelies up and down the thing which is um always good to see um and spicy promptly never did one ever again uh he has done if you can remember back uh he has done well you probably would remember he's done the uh the meetup at at lumi's motocaf now it's a shame i'm not entirely sure well we don't know the full story the exact story um basically it's when spicy was doing the uh social media for lumi's moto cafe um he used to take the pictures and then throughout the week he would post pictures on their social medias and stuff like that just to keep the instagrams and stuff ticking over i'm not sure how much he was paid for this anyway he was paid money and he got uh he's doing a nice little job um and i don't know what happened with the owner but the owner decided not to pay uh him or something so i i, I think he didn't get his full pay in the end as far as i'm as far as i'm aware he only got paid um well he got some money maybe not the full amount which you know kind of sucks um so at the time i think he kind of needed that money uh but i think he's landing his feet a bit now but yeah he's very wary now but yeah he did a couple of motor vlogger meets up at the loomies i don't think he'll be doing it there again anytime ever um because of the history of that place and him perhaps unless it comes under new ownership or something maybe um but yes yeah, it's just a shame that uh that happened because uh one of them days where you know loads of people showed up at Lumi's. loads of people showed up at Lumi's just to go to the spice he even did it during the winter uh winter as well he did one summer and then he did two winter ones i believe and that's when you noticed i think that's maybe when he noticed the massive change because i i noticed that a massive change as well like most of the people coming to the uh the uh the meetup were young i mean they were kids you know i mean, nothing wrong with that um but they were like um 17 years old 125s that sort of thing and some of them were young and they weren't even on bikes so it attracts all sorts of audience there was a few that there that weren't on bikes at all um which was quite yeah interesting to see to see a few people they weren't on bikes they were just just you know people i guess who hadn't got a bike yet or weren't allowed to get one just yet but yeah there was 
quite a young crowd. So he said he's going to do some meetups this year. Uh, whether or not it's going to be for Patreon users only or not, I don't know. I'm not a patron of his. But yeah, it's just a interesting time that I when I when I met him met the when I met up with him uh, or on that motor vlogger meet anyway. And out of all the motor vloggers that were on that meet, like I say, um, technically I don't upload videos anymore. Well, at the time because of my it was a previous life, I guess you could say. So technically that YouTube channel that I uploaded the videos on no longer exists or no longer caters for motor vloggers, and everything goes on the Big Pezza channel. Um, Big Pezza. So yes, if you do want to see one of them old videos, I think if you type in like Spicy Meat 2012 or something, I'm sure it will come up, one of the things, but I'm pretty sure that all 22 people on that thing, out of all 22, only me and Spicy still upload on a regular basis um some others sort of uploaded very sporadically so they went they just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped and it got to a point where they just didn't upload anymore so either they their heart wasn't in it they couldn't find the time etc 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 and more of the recent motovlogger meetups and stuff um there have been other motovlogger meets in the past and stuff like that and what was really good well, the best thing that ever happened, I think, was when uh, Google decided that YouTubers needed a thousand subscribers and you needed a certain amount of watch time per year to uh, monetize your videos. Now, I was in that weird scenario where I was not under, I was definitely well under the thousand subscribers when that all happened. Um, and I didn't really monetize my video. I did monetize my videos, but only the long ones and only... And I didn't like put like 10 ad breaks in it. I'd have like one at the start, maybe one in the middle and one at the end, possibly. Anyway, I was making quite decent money from that, um, even though I was only doing a few hundred views. But my watch time was insane. Um, now that I don't really do the long, long videos anymore, like the 45 minute videos anymore, um, my watch time's gone down. And also because of these YouTube shorts, but whatever. Uh, because of that uh, ruling that uh, they did, uh, a lot of motor vloggers disappeared because once they saw that they weren't making any money from YouTube, they stopped. Like they, they literally, they, they, they slowly dried up. They lost the motor. It's like, was that really your motivation? Was money? I mean, money is a motivator. I mean, why would you go to work? Why would you do the things you do at work? It's money. It's money. Um, most of my videos, I don't, I don't know if I just, I don't really make a video for the sake of making a video. Sometimes I've gone on lots of rides and had the camera with me and a video has not come from it because nothing interesting happened or I couldn't, I just want to enjoy the ride. I will have a camera with me at pretty much all times, but whether or not a video is made from it, I was like, well, I could just make a quick video and put it out. But if I can't, f if I don't feel it when I'm doing it, then I won't bother doing it. So yeah, a lot of motor vloggers left at that time when that, um, uh, YouTube changed their policy which was very good because that meant that there were less motor vloggers because at that time motor vlogging was overly saturated to an insane degree so you would never and the new one was popping up every week you wouldn't find the time to watch them all or you know a lot of them were not very good but now the the setups have got to a point now where it's very easy just to spend a load of money and your setup is perfect and away you go and make money uh well you couldn't make you can't make money anymore but it was uh what people did um 
So yeah, if you're really passionate about it, then I guess you'll put the extra effort in and just carry on and plodding away. Uh, I don't know if my channel actually makes any money because uh, of all the bike builds that I do and the off-roading stuff, which is like the most least cost-effective way of actually making a profitable YouTube channel. Uh, because off-road videos cost a lot more to do than just a normal road ride. A road ride is usually half a tank of fuel, 10 minutes of waffle, and you're good. You're good. An off-road ride is a full day out on the bike, off-roading, a tank of fuel at least, and a day after to recover from your wounds or repair any damage that you might have sustained or the bike might have sustained. And then you have to repair the bike the next day or nurse your wounds or something uh, and that can actually have a more of a longer recovery time if it's you that is actually injured as well which is what happened in one of our recent outings uh, with someone who got um, quite injured and hasn't well has only just got back on a bike I think only recently anyway uh, I'm going off subject like I normally do um, but yeah that's how I met spicy 110 so um quite interesting different time back then 10 years ago with motor vlogging and uh i guess it's constantly changing but yeah that google thing that purge where people weren't getting paid anymore for youtube just made them stop investing time into it and it was only pennies they were getting so it can't have been that much anyway um i guess that ends this segment of the podcast and we'll move on to my little black book and i've pre-selected two stories uh one sad and one funny. I think we'll go with the sad one first and then we'll go with the one that's funny after because um, some of these stories are quite dark and uh, I don't want to leave it on too dark of a... Uh, don't want to leave it too dark when you leave this podcast because it just makes you feel sad. So the first one... Well, this is all about dealing with prostitutes or ladies of the evening. So uh, I have lots of stories dealing with them because they happen in all sorts of hotel life you get the expensive ones you get the cheap ones you get the ones by the hour um yeah they are very very strange uh but i've got a couple that i'll just stick to for today so one of them was we suspected someone was a prostitute um and 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 i was only i think 50 50 on this but another manager uh, was 100% sure that they were a prostitute because of um, the way that they checked in, the way that their demeanour was, led them to believe that they are a prostitute. Anyway, so we actually confronted... We, there was enough evidence there to confront them. So we knocked on the door. We said, hello there. Um, are you working, basically? is what we asked are you are you working uh tonight are you seeing are you you know basically and and put on this uh massive outrage how dare you accuse me of being a a, a working girl a prostitute how dare you um i i da, 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 you know so uh she let me look in the room i looked in the room i was like well can't really there's no one in here so what can you you know so i um said okay well we'll keep an eye on it we'll keep an eye on you we bluffed we said we have a camera in the corridor or whatever and um there wasn't a that in that particular corridor there wasn't 
or it didn't quite cover it so we wouldn't be able to see um but we would be able to see the comings and going of the room like not of the actual door room but we could see the corridor of who went down there anyway um they we decided you know what when there is a situation when you have to deal with this um there's a few charities out there one of them's i think spotlight is it anyway working the problem is with working girls is that it attracts the wrong sort of crowd um it attracts the sleaze bags and if there's money involved then quite often they're attacked in the rooms um if you've booked like a late session so you're the last one of the of the day you go in there she could have a few hundred pounds in cash you know they get attacked it's uh, it's true they get attacked they get robbed and they go uh the, the client leaves what's the prostitute going to do is she going to report that to the police probably not um anyway so they we called the police uh the police came down and they talked with the person and uh they 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 made them left we found out so we looked at the history of their bookings because you can track it through the system and uh this particular person we found out was 20, 20, 20 years old. Um, now, it doesn't matter about her nationality. I won't say the nationality. It doesn't really matter so much. Um, she wasn't English. I'll tell you that much. And I reckon she was being forced to do it by someone else. I had this feeling, you know, that, that that's how these sort of things work usually. Uh, but it looked like through the booking history that... Now, it might have not been that person making the booking, but it was the same bank details and stuff like that. Um, bearing in mind her age is 20, right? She was doing prostitution since 16. Since 16, she was... Uh, tracked it back four years. So she's been... She was known to the police. As soon as, as, soon as they, you know, so they, they knew exactly who it was... Um, so she was known, but 16 years old and doing it. And, and and the thing is, though, prostitution technically is not illegal. Prostitution is not illegal in the UK. Everything around it is, but the actual act of prostitution is not. So she's free to go ahead and do it again. But we just can't have it in any hotel because of, well, if people are here to sleep. They're not here to run a business from the bedrooms. And yeah, it just, you're not allowed to have guests in the room, basically. So if you book a hotel room for two people, it has to be them two people. It can't be one person and then another person. You can't have, you can't book a room for two people and then have three or four people come along. So yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot going. Yeah, it's very dark, the whole world of prostitution and stuff like that. But sometimes you have a slightly funny side to it. Not not massively funny, but we had to go on to the funny thing because it gets a bit too dark, doesn't it? So we had one um, who was actually in the advertising page, actually in the um, um, like the newspaper 
as advertises a a masseur, a mess a massage, a mass masseur, masseur, a massage person. And uh the way that it was worded or something was very um you know, one of these ads in a paper or the back of a magazine somewhere. Anyway, so we had this person check in and the thing was this person we knew that they were um a masseur as in i say that inverted commas because we suspected that they were a prostitute straight away um i didn't it wasn't me who checked them in but but someone else did and we kept an eye on them because i said we know we we have you down we we you are known to us as being a prostitute um however <laughs> this person brought out their tickets and everything and showed everything uh showed their booking id that they were actually here because they were catching a plane tomorrow morning at four o'clock in the morning so they they were actually going to catch a plane at four o'clock in the morning so they weren't here to work well as far as we know at that time look we're not here to work we really saw it that was in the past yeah okay we're not doing that tonight i just want to do my room I just want my room and so the manager made a call and said fine okay you can stay but they put them into a room where we knew that the camera was overlooking their door so we could see who was coming in and out anyway um she checked in about four o'clock in the afternoon and at five o'clock she had a male visitor and we said well we'll have to um uh so first of all, we called the room, said, do you know you're not allowed to have guests in your room? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's just a friend who's coming and we're just going to have a drink. He'll be leaving soon. And he did leave soon as well. Um, but we still called the police because we were like, you know what? We, we told her no. And she said to, we weren't going to have any guests. So we called the police, but we saw the man leave. Okay, well, the man's left now. Do you think the police will, will, will find out? Don't know. Anyway, the police got here. We weren't really checking the cameras. The police knocked on the door and uh, there was definitely more than one person in that room. They opened the room. A Okay, the, the uh, working girl is a late 30s. It was around late 30s. Masseuse. And uh, the client that was the client, the uh, customer, um, the John, the gent, the uh, man involved was hiding in the bathroom. Uh, naked um, and I believe he was 76 years old he was uh, 76 years old seeing a uh, a, uh, a, masseuse, a masseuse now why would you have a masseuse in a hotel room why not just book a normal room a normal place to do a masseuse you can have a massage at home I've had one they come around the house they have the table with the hole in, in it, you know, where you put your face, you put your face down in the hole and then you get your massage done. It's lovely, especially if you've got an injury or something and you can't really get out of the house. That, that you know, it's it's fantastic and it's not that expensive to be done either. Have a chiropractor come around and work on you, you know, a nice massage. Uh, possibly being at 76 years old, he probably had the wife at home or something. Or he lives in an old folks home or something. I don't know, 76 years old. I mean, oh, I mean, to be honest, 76 years old and still full of vigour, I guess. Um, well, maybe he's, uh, I don't know, 76 years old. And and getting um, 
I believe she I I, I don't remember the fully uh, the full exact um the full exactness of this but she was free to go on her way but she had to leave the hotel as far as I'm aware she did actually have to um the next morning as I came in at three o'clock in the morning I did see the person sleeping in their car because she really did have a flight to catch um she paid for parking I believe um so she 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 managed to keep her parking but she couldn't stay in the hotel so she paid for her parking and she slept in her car um because four o'clock in the morning she had she she had to leave the hotel to catch her plane which is uh which is uh quite silly really but yeah um and the 76 year old i believe got a caution a warning um and possibly a record on that i don't know if he got arrested i think he was free to go but i believe he's all his details were taken down um and yeah if he is caught again so that's 76 years old and doing that that's uh you know when you think you've seen everything 76 years old usually they're not around that age well not around that age but obviously they they must they must do you wouldn't you wouldn't think about it anyway that's the end of this podcast sorry there's no interviews this week no one contacted me saying they wanted to be on um no one wants to come back doesn't really matter we were going to have a short we would we were going to have a short interview possibly with the gorilla biker but unfortunately he had to fly and you'll probably see that video already where he had to literally fly up the country anyway uh thank you for very much for listening i'll catch you in the next podcast goodbye